0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crew at UGA podcast. As always, I'm Kyler, a full-time staff member with Crew, and with me again today is Alan. Here we are. We're back. We're back. We're back for
1: episode... Seven. All right, seven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I lose track. I know. It's going by quick. It is. It's kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, it is. So, Alan, I'm super excited about episode seven uh, because our listeners get to hear some big news from you. Isn't that right? That is exactly
1: right. So what what news do you have for us today? I got some big news. I got some big news. Now, this is news that really is directly influencing our current students. All you alumni, Mm. listeners out there, sorry, this is not for you. Right. (laughs) But current students just wanted you to know, we are actually going to go ahead with plans for a fall retreat.
0: All right. Fall retreats.
1: And so I'm just going to tell you now, It's going to look different. Mm -hmm. If we can't even have a weekly meeting, it's going to be hard to go off and have a big fall retreat and gather at a camp. So we started thinking and talking with other students that are involved with this and saying, okay, what could we do in place of that? How could we have some form of community? And so we just got creative. And so we are actually going to do a Mm one-day fall retreat. It's going to be on October 17th. right. So mark that day on your calendar. (laughs) And it is going to be actually be in Athens. Yep. We're not going to do it as one large group, but we're going to do it as several smaller groups kind of split up around town. But I'll be doing the same thing. And it's just going to be a great time to meet people you don't normally see or maybe people in crew you haven't met before. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, I know a lot of students are in small groups and they really haven't even met anybody outside of their small group all semester long, especially if you're a freshman. Yeah. And upperclassmen haven't seen each other very much either. It's just been a time of separation. So we just thought, well, how could we at least attempt to overcome that? So it's going to be that day. Those are kind of the details. Mm -hmm. You can kind of reserve 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. That's the day of the Alabama game, but that game's not till 8 at night. So there'll be time for watch parties and all that that Mm. night, but we're going to just take that day. It's going to be fun. We're going to build in some creative things. Mm. So... Look for more news and information about that. And in a week, next Monday, mm-hmm. when the this week at Crew email comes out, you'll have a link where you can sign
0: up. That's it, man. I'm pumped for this because that was Fall Retreat is such a huge time for us at Crew EGA UGA and for our students to really sink into like, okay, what does it mean to be a part of Crew and what does it mean to establish community here? And just in the reality of this year, we were like, gosh, I can't believe we're not gonna be able to do that. Yeah, but. Luckily, we have some awesome student leaders, some student staff that have put their heads together, and they are—they're going to help us uh, pull this thing off. So you I'm know, pumped for it.
1: That's right, and you know, I said all the alumni out there listening, of which we have a number, they're all jealous. Yep. Because they miss it. <laughs> yep. I'm just telling you, especially you freshmen, if you've never been on one, sorry, you don't get a real one this year. But actually, it's just one of the, mm. you know, one of our students' favorite things, and I think on our Facebook alumni page we put a picture from fall retreat a year or two ago a while back and we started getting all these messages about, mm. oh i miss fall retreat i'm yep. so jealous i wish i could go to fall retreat again uh,
0: no. so it's so much fun those
1: of you who are around athens yep. don't miss
0: it yeah it's gonna be a good time yeah so like alan said um next week next monday we are going to put out uh, the link and, and more details on how to sign up and so stay tuned for that Well, this week on the podcast, we are going to be looking at the second part of our Crew at UGA mission statement. So over the past couple weeks, we've talked about the amazing truth that God himself invites us to know him personally. But this week and next week, we're going to be exploring grow or growing in our faith. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about
1: that just for a second as far as a little direction. What we mean by this is we believe God calls us to grow to be more like him. And he calls us to be men and women who change over time. It's called sanctification. We become more holy. We we become more and more like him, more and more who he's called us to be. And the reality is we grow in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about this a lot in Korea. We talk about discipleship and prayer. We talk about the word. We just talk about all these different elements that go into growth. But this time... As we were thinking about these talks, considering the time we're in, and considering the fact a lot of our students have heard us talk about No Grow Go before, Mm -hmm. we decided we would kind of take a different, unique angle on it. And we are gonna talk about growth in community, and Mm. the community element of growth. We're gonna talk about ways to grow as we relate to other people. Now, what we mean by that is that there is a basic principle that actually is quite un-American. And that is this, Christian growth is corporate. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk enough about that. We tend to think of Christian growth as being very individualistic. But actually, the scripture teaches Christian growth happens in the context of a body or family of believers, something that is especially difficult right now with the virus, of course. So we're going to focus on that. And so this week, Kyler, I guess you're going to be talking about growth in the context of solid Christian community and what that means. Yeah, absolutely. And then next week, we're going to talk about diversity in community, why that's important, how we should think about that as Christians. And we're going to talk about the sin of racism, which is always important to talk about, but even more so in these current times. So that's kind of what this little
0: two-week sub is going to cover. Yeah, that's it. Um, but starting out this week, you know, the reality is Christian community is a gift that God gives us. And it is also a discipline mm. that we have to work into our lives. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and so as I think about this the, this idea of being a gift and a discipline, you know, I think there are a lot of things in our lives that we know that we have that are intended to be enjoyed, right? But we also know that they take work and they take real intentionality for us to experience all the benefits um, of what we're what we have. And so a classic example of this for me is my relationship with my guitar. And so, Alan, you see, when I was in the fourth grade, my parents bought me an acoustic guitar. I guess I'd, I'd seen someone have an acoustic guitar before, and I was like, I really want that. And so they bought me this guitar, and with it, they bought me guitar lessons. <laughs> yes, and so I imagine... Yeah, you know where this is Here going. Here we go. And so what happened was, you know, they bought it for me, they got me guitar lessons, And each week, I would go and take lessons um, with my teacher, and I would see him play, and I would hear him play, and all the amazing things he could do with his guitar. And I wanted that. Like, it was so incredible. I really wanted that. But he told me very plainly, my teacher, he told me that I, for me to learn guitar and be good at it, I've got to be intentional about practicing it. And so when he told me that, I was like, okay, let's do it. And so there were a few months went by and I really enjoyed my guitar and I practiced and I did everything he told me to. But then can you guess what happened? I can guess what happened. Yeah. Like, like the, all the other people out there that, that took music lessons as a kid, we got lazy. And so I got lazy and I, I knew that it, it took work and I stopped practicing and I stopped being intentional with it. And eventually I quit lessons And then I stopped playing altogether. Hmm. Alan, still to this day, I have a very strange relationship with my guitar. You know, I go back and forth with it all the time. Like there are moments when I'm consistent with it and I so enjoy being able to make music with it. But then there are often times that I can go months without even picking it up. And it's weird. It's like when I'm playing it, like I love it. And I know that it's a gift and I know that it's something that's good for me and it's something that God gave me. But still I encounter like when I when I encounter the need for discipline and being intentional with it, I can neglect it and and totally just like push it to the side. And so all that to say, I really think that for many of us, I believe that for many Christians, Christian community can be a lot like this. And so even though it is a gift that God has given us, we can settle into times in our lives where We do not prioritize it, or we do not embrace the gift that it is. And I'm speaking from personal experience. And so today, we are going to be looking at a few places in the Bible that talk about Christian community. Uh, And then at the end, I'm going to suggest maybe some applications for us as listeners to embrace the gift and discipline of Christian community. So that's where we're going today. Now, the first place I want to look in the Bible, I just want to briefly mention... Is in Genesis chapter 2 and so if, if you're listening if you're familiar with the story in the Bible Genesis 2 tells of when God creates humankind and so in the passage it says God first created Adam and then God said to it said it is not good for man to be alone and then God uh, created Eve to be his companion now i know the main thrust of this passage reflects and points to marriage the marriage covenant between man and woman like i know that um and but i think what's interesting here that just an observation is the fact that that god's design and intent is for humans not to be alone and so what we see is is adam had a relationship with god in the garden but yet, God intended Adam and Eve to have a relationship with one another. And so again, I think what's so significant about this um, is that in God's design, we as people were created with both the capacity and the need for relationships with others. And so, starting there. But now that we've, we've started in, in that place, let's check out a few uh, just places in the New Testament that talk about Christian community. And so first, we're going to look at Acts 2. And so here in Acts 2, it's the early church. These are people that are they're new followers of Jesus and, and new to the Jesus movement. Um, and so we're going to see what they're, what they're doing. And so, Alan, how about you read Acts chapter 2, verses 42
1: through 47. All right. <clears throat> so here's Acts 2, starting with verse 42. It says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers.
0: So here's Luke. He's the author of Acts. You see, he's describing what is happening among the believers of this early Christian church. And so not to, not to fully go into back into what is happening, but what we see here is they're joining together. They're spending time together. They are doing real life together. You see, they are praying and they are devoting themselves to Christian teaching. I imagine they're also talking about the Christian teaching, talking about what they're learning. Um, They're sharing their lives. They're sharing their possessions with one another. Uh, They're welcoming one another into their homes. They're eating together. They're praising God together. You see, it's a lot of this together language. So I think what we see here is that as the early church lives out the Christian life or as they are growing to be more like Jesus, they're doing this in the context of community. They're not doing this alone, but they're doing it together.
1: Right, and I think in that Acts passage, one of the things that's so striking about it is, you remember the context of what's happening. It's a Jewish festival time when Pentecost happens. Mm. So all these Jews have gathered from the whole diaspora, and they have come in to Jerusalem. And so a lot of people are just visitors there. Mm. But as the gospel is preached, as the Holy Spirit comes, as the church is born there's immediately this recognition, wait a minute, you can't go home yet. You can't leave this. We have to be together in this. There's, yeah. there's this sense that we're going to do whatever it takes for us to be together as the Holy Spirit is among us, whether that means selling property so that we have enough money to buy food for all these visitors or housing people in our homes or whatever yeah. it may be. There was such a commitment to just the idea we have to be together. For this, this is special. The Holy Spirit is among us.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and and it's a commitment to the us, right? That we are in this together. Yeah, which is so cool. Um, and so, as we as we saw in in Acts two, it, there's a description of what the early church is doing. But now let's look at some prescriptions or some instructions from the New Testament. And so, before I get into this, you know what I think is super interesting. I think it's super interesting that of all the books in the New Testament, there are 27 of them. Of all the books in the New Testament, only five of them were written to individuals. That's a a crazy thing. The rest, that means the rest of the book was written to be read to groups of people and applied as groups of people. And so, you know, you mentioned, Alan, Like, I think that kind of shocks us because in... American individualistic society, we we kind of hold tightly to this idea that this is my faith, that this is my walk with God, this is my quiet time, this is my Christian obedience, and so on. But actually, when we see in the New Testament, when we see the pronouns you, they're largely plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're plural pronouns, like a you guys or y'all. Um, but again, this, this is... Um, This is very contrary to our individualistic mindset. Uh, And so as we just recognize that, put that on the table, uh, let's see what, what some of these New Testament writers say about Christian community and doing life together. So Paul writes in Galatians 6 to bear one another's burdens as to fulfill the law of Christ, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. Then Paul writes in Philippians chapter 2 to complete his joy by being of the same mind, Having the same love, to do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in everything, do it in humility, and counting others more significant than yourselves. And then Paul writes in Ephesians four, to bear with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And so here's some things that Paul says. Now let's look at some other places in the in the New Testament the author of Hebrews writes in chapter 3 to exhort one another every day so that no one will be hardened by sin. And then again, he writes in chapter 10 that the church should consider how they can stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, but to encourage one another. And then later in the New Testament, James, uh, in his letter, he writes in chapter 5, that believers ought to confess their sins to one another and to pray for one another. And then finally, John, the Apostle John, writes in his letters that believers should always be committed to loving one another just as Christ loved them. Yeah, that's great.
1: (laughs) So that's a lot. And I know that's not even all the New Testament says about it, but you just see that whole long list of Mm. all these exhortations for community and corporate growth. Yeah. So, call us, all that together for us. Where does that leave us? What do we take away from that?
0: Yeah. And so, going back, we saw the description of Acts 2, right? Um, Luke is describing what the Christians are doing. But now we see the prescriptions mm-hmm. or the instructions of these other letters. And so, combined, I think I think it's clear that God intends for believers to live and to grow in Christian community. You see, God has saved us, and through saving us, we have been adopted into His family. There is no such thing as an only child in God's family. And now that we are a part of this new family together, He desires for us to live life together for the purpose of helping one another grow in our faith and grow in our love for Him. And So God, He has given us the gift of Christian community that He wants us to enjoy. He wants us to encourage one another. He wants us to pray with and pray for one another. God wants us to have accountability and share vulnerably with one another. I think God wants us to be committed to preaching the gospel to one another daily. He wants us to sharpen one another, and God even invites us to have hard conversations with one another and to work towards reconciliation with one another when we inevitably hurt one another. And I think the reason that this is such a gift is because it helps us experience him even more. You know, he wants us to feel and experience the closeness of Christian community because it will ultimately foster closeness with him in our own lives. You know, Alan, I really think we need one another. If we're going to walk with Jesus for a lifetime, we need need help from one another to do that. Now, if I'm being honest with myself and with others, this can be pretty challenging for me. You know, the thing about me is that I'm an introvert. And so what that means is I love spending time alone to be recharged. And that's the way God made me, and that's a perfectly fine thing. But what this, what this can cause is, it can cause me to neglect spending time with people. Um, and it can cause me to neglect embracing my Christian community. You know, I often believe that that I don't need people in my life. Um, I can believe it. I'm just fine with me and God, and I can easily buy into the mindset of of an only child or a lone ranger Christian uh, mentality. But luckily, God knows what's best for me, um, and it's not that. And in times where I'm struggling with this, God also reminds me of the gift of Christian community that I've experienced in the past. You see, when I was in college, I had a really awesome group of Christian guys in my life. You know, there was a period in time in college where, where once a week, me and three other guys, we would all get together and try our best to embrace God's design for Christian community. It's funny. We called ourselves Strength and Honor, <laughs> like the like the Gladiator movie. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so we we did the handshake and everything. Of course, right?
1: Christian community has to be macho if it's a bunch of guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. That's what we thought, at least. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, this, this is what we called ourselves, Strength and Honor. Uh, but what we would do is we would we would devote one day every week to wake up at six thirty in the morning. We'd go eat breakfast at a local donut shop. And we'd get real with one another. We'd all talk about what we're learning in the Word. we talk about what we're struggling with. we talk about the things in ministry we wanted to see God do that week. And then we'd pray for one another and pray with one another at that little donut shop. And Alan, it was awesome. Like, it was such a blessing. And looking back on that, I saw so much growth come out of that. And not just for me, but for them too. And what's really cool is I still keep up with some of those guys. Like just this past weekend, I talked with one of those guys. um, and we did the same thing that we used to do at the coffee shop or the donut shop, but we just did it over the phone. But in looking back over that, that took discipline. That took real intentionality for us to all get up early and have these real conversations with one another, even when days we didn't want to. And so like I mentioned before, though Christian community is a gift, it also takes real discipline for us to experience it as the gift that it is. It takes work. Hmm. It takes real effort for, for it to be what God intends. You know, I think there must be intentionality. There must be shared commitment in these relationships. You know, there must be trust and respect for one another. And and there must be mutual levels of pursuit so that just one person isn't doing, isn't carrying the team. We all have to do this together. But the beauty of all this is that even though it's hard work and even though it takes discipline, as we trust the Holy Spirit to do this in us and through us, and as we ask His help in Christian community, He works to accomplish these purposes in our lives and in our community.
1: Yeah, that's such a great point because typically when we think of community we think, oh I just kind of fall in with this group of people with whom I click mm. and we just kind of get each other and it, we just feel like it has to be organic but you know sometimes the truth is it takes work, sometimes yeah. it, it takes choosing, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You just don't think about that very much
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely I think that's a great point point. Yeah. and so in all this and in, in recognizing the gift of Christian community and the discipline that it is I do want to say that there can be a real danger to this too. So yes, there does need to be a strong commitment to Christian community, but not in a way that neglects or pushes away other relationships in our life. And I think this is where I can fall short in sometimes. You know, if you're you're listening to this, you may have heard the critique of Christians that all they want to do is stay together in their bubble and stay in their holy huddles. Like you may have heard that before. And and with this is the idea that Christians can be so consumed with one another and staying together that they completely remove themselves from non-Christians and other relationships. And so I just want to say we in CREW, we believe that that critique is valid, and we believe that, that that way of life is not the way of Jesus. We in CREW believe that though Christian community is essential to our growth, it must not take away from the relationships we have with others who do not know Christ. You know, we want to be committed to the mission of Jesus to share his love with anyone and everyone. And the reality is there's no way we can do that if we do not have genuine relationships with people outside of our Christian circles. And so for us, the call is to have intentional, but also balanced rhythms of community and of sharing our faith with those who do not know Christ. You know, For me, so I lead a Bible study each week with our Greek men's leaders. And each week I tell them that when we come together on that Thursday, it's meant for us to gather and then so that after that we can scatter. And so it's this intentional uh, practice of we gather each week to build community and then we scatter out together to live on mission. And so I think that's the call of Christian community, but also balancing living, living missionally. And so there it is. So here's the call for us as Christians to embrace the gift of Christian community while also being intentional and disciplined with it. But Alan, like you mentioned at the beginning of this talk, we are living in the midst of a pandemic. And so we all know and we maybe have already experienced community is both very important for us right now, but it's also pretty tricky too. And so, Alan, what do you think our mindset should be with all of this in this season that we're in?
1: Yeah, that is kind of the question, isn't it? And, and that's really one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this. Because right now, in the Christian church, this is one of the biggest challenges, mm-hmm. is recognizing we need each other in this community for our growth. And yet, it's extra tough right now. So... We've all felt it. I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast has felt it. I've felt it. You've felt it. You know, video church is a temporary fix. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be honest. It's not church, right? It's not real community. We are living in adjustment for a season by not having career weekly meetings, social events are rare, all the things. Yep. But it's important to realize we're not meant to live this way. In other words, God did not design believers to grow in isolation. I think it's just kind of the point. And that's why internet church eventually doesn't work. Right? You can't just spend the rest of your Christian life listening to sermons online or to podcasts, even to our podcasts. Although if you're going <laughs> to listen to them, a... never mind. So we have to take some steps anyway to recognize this reality, right? And, and we have to fight back against it in some way, even while wanting to be responsible and safe and not harm others. But one of the things we can't do is we can't just give in to this idea that, oh, you know, just getting up and watching church on YouTube on Sunday morning is going to be enough for me mm. for the rest of my Christian life. Yeah, It may be a temporary fix right now while
0: we need it to be, but ultimately that doesn't serve, right? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it's, it is tricky and, and there's a lot of tension as we talk about Christian community. And so... As we close and as we maybe finish up this week's episode, as we hold that intention, as we hold the gift of Christian community intention with we're living in a pandemic, I do want to just provide three applications, maybe for our listeners. And so the three for us that are specific to, to crew. um, The first one is if you're listening, give yourself to the people in your small group, like be all in, just be all in with those people. Share openly and honestly about where you're at and what God is doing in your life. And as you do that, believe the best in them as they share. And trust that God has given you this community for a reason and trust that He's going to knit you together for the sake of everyone's mutual benefit, but also for the sake of His glory. Mm -hmm. And that's the first one. So give yourself to the people in your small group. Great, Great word. The second one, to... just the reality of we're in a pandemic be wise and loving to one another so like alan said no we cannot do things as normal right now and that is a huge bummer but instead of being hung up on what you can't do consider what you can do to foster close relationships even now that benefit your christian community as well as benefiting the whole community of uga That are both loving and wise um, and, and looking out for one another in the midst of this pandemic. So that's the second one. And then the third and last one is come to Fall Retreat. You know, Alan talked about it at the beginning. It is going to be awesome. And the, the cool thing about Fall Retreat is it's going to set you up with really solid Christian community. We hope and we believe. And so commit to coming to Fall Retreat and getting more established and crew at UGA, and just trust that God's going to use it in your life right now, this this fall of twenty twenty. And so those are the things I would I would give to our listeners. Those are great ideas. I mean it's a hard thing. Yeah. But those are some good practical applications. So, yeah.
1: thanks Carla. That was really
0: great. Yeah, I appreciate it. And thank you for being a part of this talk on Christian community. Now if you're listening, stay on the lookout this week for updates and news on signing up for our Fall Retreat.